And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of Upon Further Review brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And well, we have officially made it. We are in the dog days of training camp as we record this on a Friday afternoon right around lunchtime. The Raiders have just wrapped up practice number eight. Yes, number eight of training camp 2023, and we have a lot to get to. Strong episode of the show today. We're feeling real good because in just a few minutes, uh, we are going to roll our interview, and I say our, I mean Silver and Black Productions, our interview with General Manager Dave Ziegler. DZ uh, hopped in the big studio in Studio A earlier this week with our very own Amber Theo Harris and Eric Allen to talk well, as you would imagine, all things Las Vegas Raiders, training camp, what is on the horizon for this team, and more. And well, their conversation was so good, it was so enlightening, and we can never get enough DZ that we said, hey, you know what? Instead of putting in another ass this week, let us just roll our interview with, uh, with the GM of the Silver and Black, and I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, the full video is already up on Raiders YouTube, wherever you get your RaidersContent.com, all those good places you can take a gander. But yes, very, very excited to, uh, to run that interview here in just a second. But before we do that, before we look ahead to join practices, the preseason, yes, I said the preseason, we begin, as we always do, with... Our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. And since the last time we all hung out, which was, gosh, about a week ago now, the aforementioned Dave Ziegler has made the following moves. On August 1st, he signed quarterback Chase Garbers and linebacker Darius Harris and waived tight end O.J. Howard, tackle Justin Murray, and linebacker Kane Mauga. Uh, the very next day on August 2nd, the Las Vegas Raiders signed tight end Jacob Hollister, and then to round out the week of transactions on August 3rd, which was yesterday, the Raiders placed running back Austin, excuse me, Austin Walter on the reserve injured list. So we talk about it all the time, right? Especially this time of year, especially as we get closer and closer and closer to the first preseason game, which will be against the uh, San Francisco 49ers and call it 10 days, nine days or so. The roster, always a living, breathing, fluid thing. And the Raiders certainly have been uh, have been doing just that towards the bottom of their roster. But we talked a lot last week about kind of looking ahead to the first day of pads, everything that that's going to go, you know, everything that goes into that, the excitement, kind of just that being the next day circled on the calendar. Well, we made it. The Raiders had uh, have had a excuse me, I should say, have had a handful of padded practices, and they were in shells today. They will be back in pads tomorrow. Again, towards the latter part of the show, we'll look ahead to the next portion of the calendar for the silver and black. But, you know, we look at everything that you accomplish in pads, right? We look at the importance of having practice in pads and stating the obvious, you play football in pads, right? 
for the the big fellas, for the Jakob Johnsons, the fullbacks, for the offensive line, the defensive line, really for the, the receivers as well, the linebackers. You need to get used to running in pads. You need to get used to getting hit. You need to feel that oomph again. You need to feel that different kind of sore that you can only get when you're going and playing real legitimate football. And I will say, now, the Raiders are not tackling to the ground uh, a lot in a lot of periods here, right? We are not flying around full speed, you know, making sure you're really imparting your will on, uh, on the, uh, the player with the football. None of that. But it is an added level of intensity. It is an added level of excitement. And really, like I said, when we're looking at our offseason calendar, now that the fact that we're in season, we're in training camp, when you're looking at that calendar, this is just the next date circled on the, uh, on the books the first day in pads. And I will tell you this, Jesse Merrick and I did a, a full breakdown of the first day of pads on the Raiders Training Camp podcast, shameless plug alert. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to that feed to get all of our kind of daily content there. But really, I mean, you're looking at the first day of pads, major takeaways. Uh, Max Crosby, still good at football. Doesn't matter if he's got pads on or not pads. Max Crosby is an absolute machine. He has had a fantastic, and it really, I don't like to be this guy and live in the world of hyperbole. Max Crosby has had a phenomenal start to training camp. Absolutely incredible. Doesn't matter who you're throwing in front of him. And and Michael Mayer, uh, there was a lot floating around on social media, on the Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days, about Michael Mayer kind of getting the business, getting his welcome to the NFL moment from the Condor. And yeah, Max gave him the business. But I think it's also important to remind ourselves that one, Max Crosby is an all-pro defensive end. And two, it really hasn't mattered who's been in front of number 98. Max has been going to work. Uh, and I talked about it, you know, Jesse and I talked about it in the training camp pod. You know, credit to the Raiders offensive line just in general, because I think some of the battles that Jermaine Illuminor has had with Max and Colton Miller have had with Max uh, have really been some of the more intriguing, more captivating kind of one-on-one battles as we worked our way into the dog days of training camp 2023. And, and speaking of the dog days now, right, this is the point in the year, in the training camp year, I should say. We are now in early August. It's still hot. If you've been in Vegas, it's been kind of bizarrely muggy and weird. But all the same, you know, we are now past that kind of first wave of excitement, right? We are past the first off day. Really, we're past the second off day. And you're kind of starting to get that Groundhog's Day type of feeling, right? Where yesterday was like today, which is like tomorrow, and it'll be like the next day. And so really, I got to give a lot of credit to Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, and, and the staff for kind of understanding that, that landscape, for understanding the calendar and saying, hey, we're going to put some joint practices on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the books here. So the Raiders, if we take a look at the calendar right now, the Raiders are back to work for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend, including me and everyone here at Silver and Black Productions. So they will be on the practice field tomorrow and Sunday, an off day Monday, and then we will welcome the San Francisco 49ers in to the beautiful Intermountain Health Performance Center at the end of next week as we get ready for the preseason opener on August 13th at beautiful Legion Stadium. So we have a lot of things going on right now. And look, there's no way, no two ways around it, right? The dog days are the dog days. That's why they called them. Uh, They're called that for a reason. So now as we look ahead, as I said, credit to DZ, credit to Josh for kind of breaking up, I don't want to say the monotony, but breaking up the routine of training camp. And man, joint practices next week are going to be an absolute blast. We are going to do 
I hope if the schedule aligns, some really kind of fun, engaging things with our counterparts with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, And yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And and we hear about it every year, and it kind of holds true. You get so much. I don't want to say you get more out of joint practices than you do the preseason, but you kind of get more out of joint practices than you do the preseason. Like, look, I don't think there's any expectation that we're going to see the biggest of the big dogs rolling around for the silver and black on that uh, on that August 13th date here in Las Vegas. But we are going to see them going toe-to-toe with the Niners in, uh, in gosh, just about a week's time. So it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I know all the, uh, the fans and the players are certainly looking forward to it, and it is going to be a blast. And speaking of other things that I'm looking forward to, every time that we hear from our guy Dave Ziegler, it is a good day. And as I said earlier this week, DZ popped over to the big studio, Studio A, on the other side of the control room from us here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center and broke it all down with Amber Theo Harris and Eric Allen, two of our favorites here rolling around the building. And as I said, man, any time that we have a chance to kind of illuminate and, and share an awesome conversation, I don't care who it's with, we are going to do it. And the fact that it's with the GM of the Las Vegas Raiders, well, that doesn't hurt uh, at all this week. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I know you will. So sit back and relax and enjoy our conversation. When I say our, I mean Amber and EA's conversation with Dave Ziegler. Dave, it is your second year, so it's a little bit different than the first one. Yes. It probably seemed like a fire drill. We've heard so much about the plan. You and Josh McDaniels coming together. There's a plan. Where are you in that plan now going into this season? Yeah, I think we've made a lot of progress here in the last year um, in our plan. And, and one of the focuses of the plan was just to um, find as many players that we can that fit what we believe is you know, important to winning football games, being smart. Um, both mentally and physically, um, having a tough football team, again, physical toughness, um, having a, a mature football team that, that really loves the, the process uh, of becoming a football player and becoming a good football team and people that are invested in that. And I think we've um, made a lot of changes in the roster over the last year. And I really feel like we've made, um, you know, a, started to lay some really good foundational pieces for, for guys that fit that. And um, we're excited about that. A big Part of the offense here, we all know it last year, was, was Josh Jacobs, and he's not here. We know the contract situation. There is no contract as of now. How much did what happened in New York with Saquon Barkley and kind of the creativity there to get him in camp and, and add a little something to that one-year deal, how much does that open the door for a similar possibility with Josh? Yeah, we're hopeful it could open a door. Um, in that way. You know, the contract stuff, are those are really tough situations because, you know, as much as it's about business, there's a personal element that right. gets involved. And, right. you know, at the end of the day in that situation, we weren't able to find enough common ground before that deadline that the league puts in place. And you know, we're hopeful that, um, you know, Josh had one of the, his best seasons in his career in Josh McDaniels' offense. Yeah. So what I would love to see, I think what we'd love to see is to have, for Josh to have a really another, another great year in this offense that he was really productive in and hope to find some more common ground once we're able to do that, um, you know, which isn't until the end of this current season. And so that's what we're hopeful for. And if there's another creative way um, to, to maybe bridge a gap in the meantime, um, you know, that's where we're keeping all options open. We're never going to close the door on something like that. Yeah, we know Josh is a great guy, wants to be here, and hopefully we can get him here. But if he's not here, what does that running room, running back room look like? You know, what do you, what do you envision that running room uh, to be? Yeah, well, it's definitely going to have to be some guys that step up because those would be some huge shoes to fill. Yeah. 
And so, uh, you know, I want them to feel that pressure in that room um, and, and have that mentality. Uh, and I think where we're at now is we have a couple of young guys in, that we brought in last year in Zamir and Britain. Um, so um, they're really first and second down runners. And, and so we'll see how they develop here in the preseason. It's hard at this point. You know, we're a couple days in in pads. And um, I think until we get to the preseason games, we're going to continue to see those guys develop and push. And then we have Sincere McCormick, who um, was a college free agent for us, who tore his ACL last year, who, um, who's making some progress. And Amir's back in his role. Uh, as kind of that sub back, you know, pass catcher, receiver yeah. with, with, some, with some running ability too. Right. Um, he's a really good and, and a good returner. And then and Brandon Bolden, um, who we've been with a long time. Right. <laughs> um, and, and his skill set, not only on, on fourth down, but in the kicking game gives us some versatility. But, you know, there's definitely going to be a challenge for some people to step up and, and answer the bell if, um, you know, if, if Josh isn't here. Yeah, that's really what it's about. And speaking about young guys, Tyre Wilson, who, uh, you know, just an incredible young man, had a chance to talk with him uh, after he was drafted. But uh, him not playing, how do you evaluate him and, and figure out how he's going to fit in this puzzle of the Raiders? Yeah, there's, um, it's a big question mark in terms of how, how it all is going to fit together. What we're able to evaluate right now is, you know, he's on, on a rehab pl plan and program to continue to um, – come back from the foot injury. So we've, we've been able to evaluate just to his approach, his professionalism, his maturity, um, how he is in the classroom. And, and we've been able to grow him in some of those areas too, as, as all rookies need to grow in those areas. So he's made a lot of progress in those different areas that don't come on the field, which I think has been a good thing for him um, to be able to focus on that. And he's continuing to make you know, progress. We'll, uh, we'll be excited to see him when he's out there and, and see how he can um, impact the defense. Yeah, he's so long. Man. He is long. <laughs> uh, impressive guy to look at. Yeah. Speaking of another long, tall guy, you guys have a heck of a rookie class, uh, your second round pick and Michael Mayer. And seeing him out there going one-on-one -on -one with Max Crosby, <laughs> Max was like, hey, I just want to introduce you to the NFL. Yeah. This is what you'll be facing. How much of those one-on-one matchups, you talked about building mental toughness earlier in this interview. How much of that is intentional to toughen him up and get him ready? Yeah, um, there is some intentionality to it. I mean, you're going to face those types of players. I mean, Max is a special player, but you're going to face top-tier talent every week in the NFL. And it's a big jump from, for, for any college player, no matter who the competition was. And so, yeah, we want to put these guys in some positions where um, – how do, they, how do they respond to playing against a really high-level caliber NFL player? And um, Michael um, didn't win that. <laughs> but he got up. But he, but got, he, but he up. got up. And, and, yes. and what he did do is he made some progress the next day. Yeah, um, Just in terms of his technique and, and how he needs to approach as a blocker. But he's been, um, you know, he's been everything that we thought he would be. Um, when we drafted him in terms of the character, the kid, and as a player. So he's making good progress. We're excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I'm excited about this secondary. Mm -hmm. uh, Marcus Peters, obviously. I, I mean, I looked at his numbers. I mean, number one in all the important categories. Yes. Interceptions, touchdowns, passes broken up. I mean, he's just an incredible player. What do you see that running back or that cornerback room now that he's in there with that just that mental approach that he's going to bring, the experience? Yeah, well, it was something that we looked for throughout the offseason, and, and it just it never came together because, you know, there's a lot of things that go into finding. Um, we were looking for a player that could come in, that could touch the football, but also would bring some leadership to that yes. room and bring some accountability to that room and could be a guy when things aren't going well in practice to say, wait a minute here, mm -hmm. like this isn't the standard, fellas, yeah. and let's refocus and, 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 and let's make some progress. And Marcus has done that already. He's been an incredible Good. teacher. 
um, a leader amongst that group. Um, got his hands on a, a football yesterday and had an interception, really understands the game and how to play the game. And he's risen the level in that room of what, it, of what the expectations are going to be. So that's been exciting to see. And, and like you said, um, the more he can make plays on the ball, the better for us. Yeah, that's what it's about. So much focus on improving the defense from last year, and it looks completely different with the personnel this year. Um, could we see more additional pieces coming in as far as veteran acquisitions? Yeah. Um, yeah, the door is open for that. And, you know, we just got done with a personnel meeting now. We're always consistently talking about the roster and where, whether it's, um, you know, anticipating an area that we could, that we, you know, may have a need at. And a lot of that's going to depend on the, the development of a lot of these young players. Um, but we're not going to close the door on, on any opportunity. And we're working players out um, almost every day right now and, and seeing what other opportunities are out there. And so, um, yeah, I think, like, there's definitely a possibility that, you know, we could continue to add some players on the defensive side or, or anywhere on the team for that matter. Yeah. Well, a lot, of, a lot of talk about joint practices. Mm -hmm. I know as a player, I enjoyed those opportunities because you had a chance to try out different things on a guy who doesn't see you every day. That's right. Uh, from a player standpoint, that, that's incredible. Opportunities kind of sharpen your tools. But from a GM standpoint, how do you see joint practices and the communication between certain position groups and you and the head coach? How does it all work? Uh, one, I love them. I okay. think I think they're um, a phenomenal opportunity for us to see different matchups. Because what ends up happening in the course of training camp, as you know, you get familiar with the people that you're going same against. Same guy. Yeah. The same guy. And a lot of times it's the yeah. same play, it's the right. same specific player yeah. every day. Yeah. You know, you're the third in line on the cornerback right. side. He's the Got third him. in line on the, right. the receiver side. So it gives us a really good opportunity to start to diversify the competition and see our guys go against players that are taught differently, and it's just a different matchup. And so I feel like it's a really, for an, from an evaluation standpoint, that's really important. Um, I think it's really important with the team that you're having the joint practices with, the relationship that you have with the head coach, the relationship that you have with the GM, to make sure you're uh, putting an environment that's going to be productive. Because you can get into these environments, and I've seen it, where it's not a productive environment. It's, you know, fighting and all this other stuff, and, and you don't get the work that you, that you want to get. But, you know, with Kyle uh, and, and John, who we, um, Josh and I both have great relationships with, we're excited about that opportunity. But, um, and then we'll do the same thing for a couple days with the Rams. Um, before we go play them. And so, yes, um, you know, it's, you know, a lot of our players aren't going to get that same work in the preseason. Yeah. Right. They're, they're almost gonna, more valuable. They're the joint practice is more yeah. valuable at yeah. this point in the they, NFL? They, they really are. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good opportunities for good work, and, yeah. and you know, we're going to continue to do that um, well, year in, year out. Dave, we're excited to see what happens in 2023. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. We Thanks appreciate for it. Always, man. Thank you. And a big shout-out to Dave Ziegler for stopping by Studio A earlier this week. And a big shout-out to uh, Amber Theo Harris and EA for just dominating the content per usual. Well, as I said, a lot to look forward to over the next, uh, let's call it six or seven days. Raiders back on the practice field tomorrow and Sunday, a few days off, and then we are going to get ready to welcome in the San Francisco 49ers for the first batch of joint practices. I cannot wait. But... Before we get out of here, it is Friday. We record this on a Friday afternoon because of the uniqueness of the training camp calendar. And so if it wouldn't be a Friday if we didn't crack an ice-cold bruchacho. And today, ah, a conflicted brewski I will crack. I'm going to crack one for the ghost of the Pac-12. And at the time of this recording and by the time this comes out in like an hour, there might be 19 other teams that have joined different conferences, but... 
I just want to kind of pour one out for the memory of the Pac-12 because everyone who follows me on Twitter knows I'm a Pac-12 guy. I love the Conference of Champions. Obviously, as an Oregon alum, I have uh, I am very partial to West Coast football. And while I understand that this is the way the college game is going, that uh, that cash rules everything around us, dollar dollar bills, y'all. Like I get that, but it also just on a very personal, very like man, that's a bummer kind of level, bums me out, right? I was talking to my wife the other day, and, and I was saying, you know, I, I understand why teams or schools have to kind of do what's best for them in, in, the, in the long run, but, you know, there's a, deep, there's a deep sadness in me, right, that we are losing some of these great rivalries, and that's what makes college football great is the rivalries, right? We're not going to – I was talking to a, my sister-in-law the other day who goes to Arizona, and we're going to lose – the Oregon-Arizona, and tr- certainly not a traditional powerhouse rivalry, but in our household, right, a lot of fun, a lot of fun banter that week. Whenever it's, you know, Oregon-Arizona hoops or, or Oregon-Arizona uh, football, that's a fun, you know, it's a fun event. It's a fun thing to kind of, you know, uh, wrestle around with and, and have fun with, and, and we're losing that. And, and candidly, I think that's the best part uh, about college football is the weirdness, is the funkiness, is the fact that you're going to have two team or excuse me two schools that are 45 minutes apart separated by 18 miles and it's the biggest day in the year uh, the biggest day of the year I should say in that region when these two schools get to uh, get together and party on on the football field and we're losing that and it bums me out and as, as again like I said I understand the reason I understand the rationale I'm not naive enough to think that everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time but uh, like I said, man, I'm, I'm bummed out. I hope the Pac-12 rises again. I hope that it comes from the ashes, from the rubble, whatever it looks like uh, 12 months from now, because it is a fantastic football conference. It's a fantastic sports conference. And like I, get, like I said, I look forward to whatever version it'll take in about 12 months' time. But that's my soapbox for the day. Shout out to the Pac-12 Conference of Champions forever. But on that note, it's time to, I can't really say enjoy the weekend because we're going to be here, which is a lot of fun. But uh, I should say we're not going to enjoy a lot of leisure time this weekend. But at this time of the year, totally fine with me. So we will see you guys. Uh, oh, uh, programming note, Jesse Merrick and I, Training Camp Pod. We will be hitting the airwaves tomorrow. So if you're subscribed to this feed, you will get that, uh, get that show. If you aren't subscribed, go ahead and do it. Hang out with us. Jesse and I have a lot of fun breaking down everything that we see at practice. Uh, and we have a lot to talk about. Like I said, the Raiders will be back outside. They were inside today. They'll be out on the uh, the outdoor practice field tomorrow doing their thing, and we will have no shortage of topics to cover, things to discuss, and shenanigans uh, I, I promise you will ensue. So until then, for Eddie Pascal, big shout-out to our, uh, excuse me, our public relations staff for helping with the Dave Ziegler interview this week. Big shout-out to Amber Theo Harris, EA, my man Ray on the ones and twos, and everyone else at Silver and Black Productions. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app True Connect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect exclusively for Raider Nation.